The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sport, you've tuned into the right place. Also, Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I want to start off by, by saying that uh, Outside the Ring uh, definitely uh, sends our condolences to the Junior Seau family. As most of you might already know, um, he apparently shot himself. At a Wednesday morning in, um, in in California, and you know, uh, Seiya was uh, known for having a 13 uh, brilliant year career with uh, the San Diego Chargers. So our condolences go out to the Seiya family and um, everybody in, in the the sport of the NFL and those out of the sport respected his his way of playing. So our condolences go out to them. Um, all right, I, I want to start talking about you know. Uh, our, our great beginning and, uh, WTF, what happened to Derrick Rose, man? Minutes left in the game, uh, in their best of, uh, five series, uh, with the 76ers. We started great in the first game. Everyone was doing their part, you know, and more. They had offense, defense, passing, fast break. Everything was going good. This seemed like it was going to be a three and out, no problem. Especially with the 76ers, uh, saying that they prefer to play the Bulls and, than the Heat. It's not exactly what they said, but, you know, I took it that way, that they prefer to, to play us because we might be easier than than the Heat. And, um, you know, I kind of took a – who didn't take offense? All Chicago Nation and, and, and the Bulls Nation took offense to that. Then uh, with a minute left in, in the game, uh, D-Rose went in to – which to me looked like he was going for, you know, going to do one of those crazy layups and – uh, but something happened after he took off. He lost the ball on his way up and came down and was holding uh, his leg and was in a lot of pain, man. And uh, definitely that 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 was a scary, you know, scary thing to look at, that he was really holding it, holding uh, uh, his knee and his leg. And, and you know, it, it freaked us all out. I was like, oh, man. And then what happened, we ended up winning the game. It was a no... No, um, no problem with that. We we went out to win it, and then uh, we found out we we lost Rose for the for the entire season. I mean, for the entire playoffs. You know, he wasn't going to be coming back anytime soon, so he had a torn ACL. 
Now, everything that came the next day from, from everyone, blaming Coach Tibbs for, for keeping him here in there to finish the game. And, you know, what was he thinking and not to overextend him and everything like that. But, you know, to me, um, it was, it wasn't like that. You know, maybe a lot of people don't understand that, you know, maybe it was D Rose who, who wanted to stay in there to get all the minutes because he missed so many real playing times with, with, uh, with his team. So maybe he's the one that, yeah, he's, you know, he wanted to stay in there and, um, he, uh, didn't have that much playing time with the crew, so he he wanted to be out there and get like real practice um, in a real time game on the floor. So you know, we get the we get the feel. You know, he wanted to get that feeling from from the crowd cheering him on. So you know, we all thought that it was that we're done, but we had some encouraging letters from um, from from everyone from Scottie Pippen, Kyle Korver, and so. Then we go on to Tuesday's game. Uh, they started off great, uh, like nothing was wrong. They had played without Derrick Rose before, so, you know, no biggie. Everything was going good. They picked up where they left off, you know, the offense, defense, everything was going good. And then uh, we even went into the half winning, 55-47. to 47. Then they came out, and the Sixers went on a 19-4 run, and it all went downhill from there. Well, I don't know. I, I believe uh, the the Bulls. I I tend to think they they weren't trying as hard anymore. They felt they probably um, were comfortable. They you know got out rebound, uh, hustled. Uh, you know they they didn't look they didn't look good. They didn't look like the the Bulls we've seen through through the season. You know they were giving up on plays and and not 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 doing good. You know and and for me I think. Uh, they did need a rose, but um, not not as plain, but uh, on the bench, just rooting them on, you know, uh, and not in the skybox, you know. Maybe he didn't want to be a distraction, and I, and I get that, I understand it, but it's the playoffs, and, you know, you got to be right there in the sort of in the trenches, even if you can't participate or, or get in the ball, but be sort of, uh, you know, um, uh, um, uh, like a cheerleader, so to speak, you know, uh, telling guys what to do, encouraging them, you know, telling Lucas to, uh, he's holding the ball too long to pass the ball around, you know, and also through for the guys that can score, you know, and also, you know, just getting, telling the guys to go get the rebounds and stuff like that, sh- second shots, you know, may- maybe it's just me, you know, that I'm, I'm in, that manner that you know what I need to be there uh, around the people um but you know it's the playoffs and they need they need all the help uh it's a different it's a, it's a different piece how they say like just for me in boxing um it was uh sparring and, and the fight is a totally different different um um ball game and that's what I think uh Derek Rose uh should have done me personally you know um, do anything they can to, to, you know, anything he can to get them going. Um, like, you know, be a, being a cheerleader, you know. If that's what you got to do, man, and pumping them up and, and getting them going, that's what you got to do. And if you need to go get some pom-poms, go buy them or, and, and be out there um, cheering them on, telling them what to do, um, uh, giving that vocal support. So for me, that, that that's what it was. I, I think um, Derek Will should have been down there. Yes, I know. 
he's, you know, uh, crutches and everything, but put a little side behind the bench, you know, cheering them on and, 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 you know, being right there with them, you know, that's my take on it. So hopefully, you know, things will change and, and, um, you know, um, we'll, we will get a victory, uh, at least get one, uh, uh, out there in Philly. But before I go any further, um, I was looking through the paper the other day and I saw some pro athletes surveyed, uh, on their earnings. And, you know, now this is with salary, bonuses, and prize money and, 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 um, some sponsorships, uh, on the, on the, on there. And, you know, on the list, there was, uh, such athletes like Kobe Bryant, who made 25 million. Uh, a guy in my, in my profession, uh, Manny Pacquiao, who makes 50 million, you know, with everything. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, who makes, uh, 30 million. And then there is Joey Chestnut, who makes 200, uh, uh, K a year. Now, you might not say, hey, you know, that's whatever, you know, for, for an athlete, it's not that much, or if you consider what he does, athlete, an athlete, but he makes his money eating. Uh huh. Yeah, I told you, eating. He makes 200K eating. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't know who this person was or, or is, and um, I was like, you know what, let me, let me size, let me size him up. Let me see who this person is, you know, because I'm thinking maybe I could do this, you know. I don't, I don't know who this guy is, so I go and search him. I search for him. So I did find out who, you know, who this guy was. And he's a six foot tall, 218 pound engineering student who is currently ranked first in the world by the International Federation of Competitive Eating. Uh, and he's from California and he's the guy that took down, um, the Kobayashi, the great, uh, Six-time defending uh, Nathan's hot dog eating co- um, uh, contest winner, and you know everybody knows who Kobayashi is. So he consumed 66 hot dogs and 12 buns and all that stuff. So when I saw who he beat and who he was eating, I said, "Never mind, I don't stand a chance. I become an eating machine myself, but not not to that magnitude. My respect and go ahead." Well, anyway. Now on to, uh, you know, we, we, we gotta go a little bit deeper for, for my, for my cubbies. I mean, how, how deeper can it get? Um, these guys are, uh, are, are back again to a game and a half, uh, behind Houston for, uh, last place. You know, what, what can I say <laughs> to lift up their spirits for, you know, for our cubby nation? Um, actually I can't say nothing. I mean, we've, we we're going to be going through this ordeal of, of of rebuilding and and finding out what to do and 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 all this stuff with 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 the Cubs. So we just gotta hang in there. Um, I, I think uh, we're pretty much used to that. So so I guess um, uh, I know there's a lot of frustration and not getting wins and everything, but we just have to wait. We gotta wait to see what what Epstein has in his uh. His plans, you know, and, and maybe it'll start working uh, the way he wants it and the way he envisioned it to work for the Cubbies. So we just got to give it, we just got to give it time and, and see what what will happen. You know, uh, now the White Sox, they're in 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 a three-way tie with uh, Cleveland and Detroit for first place. Yes, to all my friends who are, are Sox fans, this this is probably 
entertaining for you because I, I have to talk about the good that, where they're at now. And, you know, they're actually uh, re- doing real good, and they're making their uh, their coach and ex-player of the White Sox, Robin Ventura, look good so far. So congrats to Robin Ventura for his, uh, on his rookie uh, managerial job, you know, which in turn is going to make Kenny Williams look good as well. So this is for uh, not good for some of the guys who wanted Ke- Kenny Williams out, but um, I guess this is going to make this guy looking good so far. I know it's the beginning of the of this season, but uh, we just got to wait and, and see how it all turns out. Even for us, we still got to wait and see see what happens, you know. You know, so then um, now we got to get into um, our, 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 our football. You know, last Thursday was uh, the draft, and the Bears had the 19th pick, and they took Boise State's defensive end, Shea McClellan. Uh, you know, and who is he? Uh, I, I didn't know who he was. Uh, he is a, a 6'3", 260-pounder. Uh, he grew up in a small town in Idaho and is a talented and versatile pass rusher who's, you know, has got all these naturalistics and supposedly a nonstop motor, you know. I've I never seen this guy. I've never seen the, him play in college with Boise State or anything. But uh, they're comparing him, comparing him to uh, Jared, uh, Jared Allen. Let's hope, let's just hope that he is something like that, and and he does bring that fire intensity that that guy brings, you know. So um, I I hope he does uh, uh, do that for it. And the Bears landed another weapon for Jay Cutler, and in offense uh, in the second round, they took uh, Alshon. Uh, Jeffrey, he's a 6'3", 216-pounder. So guess what, guys? Our receivers are getting bigger, so this means that uh, there's going to be a lot of better targets for um, for Cutler in, in our offense. So this 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 might be a, a good good thing. And, um, you know, we, we also got a couple more picks uh, that we went down and we grabbed uh, a safety from Oregon. His name was uh, Brandon Harden. He was 79th overall. Then Evan Rodriguez, uh, 111th overall, and uh, that he Evan Rodriguez was a tight end. And then uh, we grabbed uh, a cornerback, Isaiah Frey, 184th overall, and another uh, uh, cornerback, Gray, uh, Greg McCoy, 220th overall. So those are the Bears, and hope they can uh, all contribute to the Bears and make the playoffs. Uh, we'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports it's all arizona all over the world if you're a local arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world have we got a show for you the first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is the coach's corner with scott lovely Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, guys, this is the outcome, and uh, you're listening to Outside the Ring. I want to first start off by uh, congratulating a cool cat. He's a real, real, real funny guy, and uh, I got to meet him here in, in Chicago when he, when he had a fight here. He is former world champion, 140-pound um, champion, excuse me, and um, his name is Pauli Manaji, who scored a ninth-round TKO over previously unbeaten WBA welterweight champion Vasheslav Senchenko to claim the WBA 147 pound. That's on Sunday in the Ukraine. And for those of us who follow him on Twitter, you guys know what he, this cat was doing while he was in his fight, right? He was tweeting. Yes, he was tweeting. He is the self-proclaimed Twitter king. And he was doing that while he was fighting. I know that is some crazy stuff, and uh, and he did it, you know. But he, the, the 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 good thing about this is that, that he's a two division champion. So uh, congratulations to Paul Manaji, and I'm definitely going to reach out to him, and I'm having him have him on the show and ask him what made him think of of, of just trying some 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 crazy things like that. Well, um, now on to the Dawson and uh, Hopkins fight. Uh, the card actually so but first I want to talk to you about the co-main event which was two American heavyweights the fight was entertaining but these these heavyweights still need to uh, to grow um, highly you know to grow a little bit more in 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 in, in the sport I mean this was uh, American uh, I'm beating American heavyweight uh, um, Seth Mayhem Mitchell and he was fighting against uh, the gentleman Chaz Witherspoon for the vacant NABO heavyweight title. Witherspoon battered, you know, Mitchell around, you know, in round one, but but Mitchell came back and you know he did his thing and and 
and went after him, and he ended up uh, knocking Witherspoon uh, down in, in round three. And then uh, shortly thereafter, uh, uh, referee uh, Randy Newman Newman uh, waved it off. Um, like I said, it, it was uh, sort of exciting seeing some action, but to me it was sloppy action. Uh, no real boxing for me, um, you know, for fighting, you know. But, you know, it was cool that they were going at it and finally, you know, seeing some action in heavyweights where they weren't tossing and turning and, you know, tussling and turning and holding and, you know, getting gassed out. These guys were actually fighting. So my uh, congratulations to them. But, yes, they do still have to grow to to challenge uh, the, the, the reigning champions, the Klitschko brothers. So, you know, uh, congratulations uh, to uh, 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 Mitchell. Um, and, you know, the main event, it, it was a typical Hopkins uh fight which it was a grudge match i believe this was uh what we were going to see you know had the the first fight gone all the way you know um former uh, world champion batcher dawson was too young too fast too strong for the uh 47 year old wbc uh light heavyweight world champion uh bernard the executioner uh hopkins and you know it took a 12 round majority decision it was you know it it was just like Hopkins came out. I mean, to me, um, I feel that Hopkins was a little uh, intimidated by by his um, by Dawson's ability to uh, to fight and 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 punch and hit, um, you know. But it was a classic uh, Hopkins wrestling, clinching, you know, getting in a sneak shot um, once in a while, you know, when the ref's not looking and he was in there, you know. I mean, he, it was just a uh, not not an entertaining fight at all. Not an entertaining fight at all. Um, actually, uh, he tried cap uh, tackling uh, 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 Dawson, and you know um, it, it was just not 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 an entertaining fight for for the, these guys' name and, and the magnitude and, and and what they bring. You know, in the but in the post uh, fight comments, Dawson called uh, called out super middleweight champion. Andre Ward at a light heavyweight or, or a catchweight. You know, obviously, uh, Hopkins, after the fight, he didn't want to say anything um, um, for, or give an interview. Uh, but later on he, uh, in the week, he, he said that he fought hard on Saturday night and he felt the fight was closer than, you know, the referees or, I mean, the, the, um, uh, regarded. But I, I, uh, I don't know. He's still saying he's going to continue in his career. Um, I don't feel he should because I feel his, uh, he, there's a decline in, 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 in skills. And, um, I felt that this, a decline in skills at a later age. I mean, he's 46. I'm only 35, but I, I felt, you know, to, to get in there and to love it again and to do it all, I think it was kind of hard. Maybe he's, he's looking at a whole different, uh, looking at a whole different thing. But um, to to be honest with you, uh, his body didn't look the same. You know, he didn't he didn't you know have that chiseledness that he usually does when you know he goes to fight. And um, I just um, don't think um, maybe it's 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 that time. But you know, um, it's going to be up to him, and it's up to everyone else who wants to see their their uh, see him fight. You know. 
uh, I had mentioned earlier that Dawson and um, had called out Andre Ward, and I think that fight would be a good fight. Um, I think it would be an entertaining fight because both of, both of those fighters um, like to go at it. So I would definitely like to to see that fight, and hopefully it gets done, and um, we'll see what happens. Well, you know that uh, you know former uh, world champion Antonio Margarito is going to be fighting on May six, but now we know who. He's going to be fighting Abel Perry. He's 18-5 with nine KOs, and they're going to be going at it in Tucson, Arizona. So for all you guys that are, that are listening out there in Arizona, you guys are going to be uh, able to see Margarito fight uh, again. And um, so it's going to be about, you know, uh, that since his last fight, he fought um, Miguel Cotto in December in New York, and... Um, Mar- Margarito will, you know, fight Perry as a middleweight. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, like I said before, I personally don't think Margarito should, should fight. Not because his skills are diminished or anything like that, but it's just, uh, protection of that eye, of uh, that eye that really swelled up in the Manny Pacquiao and then it, it swelled up even more with, uh, uh, the Cotto fight. So my, my concern to him, you know, if I was around him would be that eye. If if it's still gonna get bad or anything like that, but we'll see what happened, man. You know that uh, former uh, welterweight. I know you guys heard of this guy before. Uh, uh, Louis Resto, Louis Resto. He's the guy that has been banned for life um, for uh, uh, ever stepping back into the ring or having anything to do with with boxing. And he tried to get his uh, license as a second, and the New York Commission denied it. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was something that was said already that he was not going to have it. And so, you know, they protected, uh, they want to protect the, the NY, uh, SAC, uh, said they want to protect everybody's, uh, safety, uh, for, uh, for the fighters. So, you know, we'll see what, ha- I mean, he's not going to be able to get it anymore. So, um, he's banned for life for taking out, uh, the cow hair out of the gloves and uh, in a fight. Now, um, you guys remember of a uh, Mexican WBO uh, featherweight champion, uh, Orlando City Salido. He uh, his last fight was uh, against Juan Manuel Lopez, and he knocked him out. And um, you know he he sent congratulations to uh, his uh, fellow countryman uh, Johnny Gonzalez. For his defense of the WBC uh, featherweight title on on Saturday, uh, he defeated Dominican uh, Elio Rojas in Cancun. Now, um, Salido has also uh, told his promoter, uh, who is Fernando Beltran, uh, to explore a possible uh, unification with Johnny Gonzalez, which would be a great fight, guys. These guys come to fight all the time. And this is exactly what he said, that it would be uh, a fight for the fans, uh, a battle of two warriors and two champions. Uh, you know, he said that neither him or, or Gonzalez stepped back, and it would be a fight, um, you know, with the, uh, dramatic and uh, dramatic and action packed. Salido also said he's also seeking a title shot against WBO super featherweight champion Adrian the Problem Boner, Bor- Broner, excuse me. Uh, you know, I think that would be a, actually another great, great fight 
But, um, you know, it's all uh, uh, a time. We'll see what happens. And um, I think that's a dangerous fight for for, for Salido. Just uh, the way uh, uh, Broner is, he's very uh, athletic and very powerful and very fast. So I, I would definitely um, see take a hold on that one. Um, you remember uh, my 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 guest call my guest uh last week was uh Bobby Hitz. Um, you know, he's a he's the pro uh, promoter of longtime heavyweight contender Fast Fresno Kendo. Um they also have announced announced who's uh his opponent's gonna be and it's gonna be Minnesota's Joey Minnesota Ice Abel. He's twenty eight and five with twenty seven KOs, so he's got a pretty good record. And um he's gonna be a ten round main event. Uh, a 10 uh, round main event on hits, uh, fight night at the horseshoe. Uh, so remember, we're gonna have a contest through my Facebook page on, um, on tickets for, for that show. Um, that, um, card is also promoted by, uh, Roy Jones, uh, Square Ring Promotions. Well, we all know what's coming up next, man. This Saturday is coming up is, is gonna be the Cotto Mayweather and Canelo and Mosley. So it's, it should be uh, a good pay-per-view. I, I believe, I personally believe it's going to be worth the money because uh, two great fights or one great co-main event uh, uh, with uh, guys who have proven themselves to be really, really good fighters. Also on that night, there's going to be uh, on on, uh, on ESPN, there's going to be a fight between Demetrius Andre and... Uh, Rudy Cisneros. Cisneros from Chicago, and that's going to be on ESPN2. So you can DVR it, but if you're not getting the pay-per-view, then uh, watch the Cisneros fight and give me updates on, on my Twitter. We'll be back with our guest, Edna Cherry. flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here tune in to here's the deal with mega and steel featuring ike mega griffin and sydney steel justice we've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern just before the weekend on the voice america sports channel we tell it like it is kevin lewis has been a student of the game his entire life from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, all right. We're back, and you're listening to Outside the Ring, and this is the Fighters Corner. And boy, do we got a fighter for you with with a pretty good, pretty good resume. He was born in Nassau, Bahamas, and currently resides in Wachula, Florida. He has a 30 and six with 16 KOs. He has held the WBC Caribbean Boxing Federation lightweight title and the NABA Intercontinental lightweight title. He was named Boxer of the Year in 2006 by ESPN and has fought on Showtime and HBO. In 2008, he knocked out former WBC lightweight champion Stevie Johnson in the 10th round in a WBC USNBC national title bout. He's also won the NABA, NABF lightweight titles in, and in January 2012. He's also signed an exclusive, an exclusive management deal with Albert Falcone and and Patrick uh, Dojanin of, Wares, of Warehouse Boxing, which is located right here in Illinois in Highland Park. I want to welcome Edner Cherry Bomb Cherry. How's it going, brother? Oh, nothing much, man. You know, just so chilling, just in enjoying life and, you know, with the family. And, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, it's great to have, uh, you know, to have me on the uh, show uh, today. You know, I'm, I'm loving it, man. So uh, everything is going good, Diaz. <laughs> thanks a lot, thanks a lot, man. But you know, you got a pretty impressive uh, 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 record here, you know, and, and all these titles you fought and everything. You know, uh, how do you like your accomplishment so far? Oh man, you know, I love it. Uh, you know, I can't uh, complain about it. You know, uh, thirty and six, and you know, uh, I fought some great, some great people. Um, you know, I fought um, Timothy Bradley. Uh, Polly, you know, Polly Monaghi, Steve Johnson, and, you know, uh, I had, uh, some ups and downs in my, uh, boxing career, but, uh, uh at the same time, I held on, and, you know, um, I'm still, uh, pushing, you know, push, pushing my way to the world title, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving up, man, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's what all about the cherry bomb, man, you know what I'm saying? He's, he never give, give up. Never give up. That's right. That's right. Actually, your fight, your 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 last fight, was uh, here in Illinois, not in Chicago, but a real close uh, neighborhood in Cicero, Illinois. And you know, yeah. you fought um, Juan Carlos Martinez. Uh, what yeah, was yeah. your thoughts on your last fight? Well, how did you see yourself in that fight? Oh, you know what? Oh, I want to give myself an A plus, and you know, because uh, after uh, after that fight, um, you know, well, I. Uh, I didn't uh, decide that I have more to work on, and uh, you know, um, you know, I'm willing to learn and listen. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, um, that it was a great fight. You know, uh, Martinez, he's you know he's great. Uh, you know, he came and fought, and you know, you know what I'm saying? He uh, didn't came you know to lay down, but you know, he just yeah. came in you know to uh, fight a good fight, and and you know, uh, in that fight, man, he just I had I had to. Uh, Realize, man. You know what? I, I I have to go back to the gym. I have to start working on on the mistakes that that I've been doing because uh for for, for that fight, 
I didn't supposed to been take him out like early in the round, but it went tenth tenth round. But at the same time, I glad that it went tenth round. Then it showed me that what I have to work on and um, you know, to uh, to be a better fighter. You know, uh, when I moved up, move up high, you know, in a high rank, fighting somebody better. You know, I want you know I will know what to do. Yeah. Instead of instead of, uh, of finding a way out, but you know what I'm saying. I want to to uh, dominate every round. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Let me tell you a little something about uh, Juan Carlos Martinez. I've I've sparred with him, so I can understand you with the with the frustration in the sense of uh, how he gets back in there. This guy has tremendous heart, and he knows how to box. He's a, he, he's yeah. a good a good guy, good fighter. So I yeah. know I know it was a, it was you probably thought you 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 left him off the hook, but no. Let me tell yeah, you, this yeah. kid is. This this kid is, is 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 something something real 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 nice you know he's he's a good guy but he's he comes to work you know yeah oh yeah um, yeah you know and um you know but you know you you did your thing you did it and you you beat him then that's what yeah that's what matters and that's how you grow out of it because you even said it yourself right now you said I have to go get back in the ring and and I wasn't happy with it with yeah. how I left him off the hook but I got to go back and work at it and that's what you got to do. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, Cherry, um, are you married? And um, do you have any kids? Yeah, yeah. I'm married. Oh, I got four kids, and you know, four beautiful kids and a beautiful wife. You know, who uh, support me hundred, hundred percent. And you know, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying uh, the marriage life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm married and. I have beautiful kids myself, and um, yes, it is. It, it is a good thing. Um, you currently yeah. reside in Florida, and um, how, yeah. how long have you been there? Man, I've been here since I was 11 years old. Oh, so I, now I've been what 18 years, somewhere around now. Oh, that's that's when I came here. So when I was about 11 years old, so I've been there since. Now, where where exactly exactly is uh Wachula, uh, Florida? At? By with. Uh, it's it's uh, close to uh, Orlando, Tampa area. Okay. Um, uh, like it's I would say about an hour and thirty minutes from uh, Tampa. You know, you know what I'm saying it's like a little small, small town. I mean, it's not a uh, uh, a known town. Like they, there's no, there's a lot of people don't know where Wachula at. Yeah, you know, it's a little <laughs> small country town, man. Yeah, you like it? It's all it's comfortable for you. It's good for you. Yeah, right? yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's slow and, you know, and, you know, it's not a, a fast-paced life, you know what I'm saying? We got to uh, get up and do this and do that and do that, but it's like, it, it's an easy life, you know what I'm saying? It's like a good place to uh, uh, raise your kids and stuff, and, you know, and, you know, it's country, good. man, where you, where you see oranges, horses, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> that's good, man, that's good. Now, what yeah. made you take up boxing? And at what, oh, you know? Yeah, matter of fact, uh, when I was about 14, 14 years old, um... One of my best friends, uh, Dilly Frederick, um, he had uh, told me uh, about a gym uh, was uptown. And he said, "Man, we have to we have to go and check this gym out." And you know, I never put on a glove before, and I never heard about boxing. And you know, <laughs> and he said, "Man, just let's go check this gym out." And you know, both of us went after school. And matter of fact, we we walked we walked over there, and we went to talk to the trainer. And uh, we said we want to join, and we want to box, and you know. And we, you know, we we tore around, and we just tell them we will uh, be back uh, tomorrow. Then, like the next day, we, you know, we just start working out. Then I would say, like in a couple weeks, like in two weeks, then we start we start fighting. We, we was in the <laughs> ring. 
then, then, then my first match, I lost. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, then, then from there, from my first loss, then I started coming to the gym. I started taking it serious. Then my next, so I started winning. And it was like, you know, I, then I told my coach, I said, hey, I want to become <laughs> a uh, professional fighter. Oh, you know, well, now that, that's what leads me to my next uh, question. At what age did you turn pro? Oh, 18. Wow. So four years later from stepping into the ring, yeah. you went pro. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. That's all you had, an amateur background. Four years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Four years. So, and, yeah. I did not have had that much amateur background or uh, amateur background because um, uh, because I wasn't a um, uh, U.S. citizen. Because mm-hmm. most of my fights was in the state of Florida, uh, so so they said for you uh, to advance to the national, to the this and that, you had to be a, a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen. I would like I would beat right. these guys, but but there was no way I could go. So the guys that I beat, they were in the So and yeah. you know, then I was stuck. Then as soon as I turned eighteen, so my so my coach did the right thing. He said the only thing you have to do is turn pro. Then you know, at, then at the same time. The amateur was getting boring, you know. He's like, I don't want to train no more. He's like, I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to really, really want to do it because I would go to fights and don't fight. It's like, man, it's like, then so my coach just said, man, Edna, you need to turn pro. So as soon as I turned 18, I just turned pro. Then from there, man, I started doing good, you know. And you know, wow. thank thank God for my coach for turning me pro. I think if I had waited a little bit longer, I probably just, you know, left out it. And just start doing something else. So that's your big why, man. You just was tired. You were tired of of beating these guys and not being able to yeah. go to go to the like the nationals or stuff like that because you weren't a citizen, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's an, uh, a crazy why, man. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? What is the weight that uh, you're fighting now as a professional? Let's say that again. What What is the weight division you are fighting now as a professional? Uh, right now, right now I'm fighting at featherweight, which is 130 pounds. Um, normally I was, my, most of my career I was fighting 135 pounds. Then, uh, uh, then you, then y'all can look at my record of, I, I, I had moved up in weight to fight Timothy Bradley, which, which is a great fighter of the world right now. And, uh, I fought, uh, Pauly, Pauly Malinaji. And, you know, but, you know, that was the two, two classes I went up, then I fell short. And, no, you know what I'm saying? I fought my whole career 135, then I was easy making 135. You know, since I went with, with my new trainer, Tony Morgan, and, you know, I told him, I said, hey, man, I want to fight 130 pounds. And uh, then, you know, he said, okay, all right, then finally, you know, then we start fighting, you know, at a, uh, a lesser uh, weight class. Mm. Wow, yeah. So so now since you're going to be fighting at 130, who's who's the ones you, you're going to be aiming for? Who who do you got in your crosshairs, man? You know, you know what, uh, um... Like uh, right now, like I'm just leaving it up to my uh, manager, which is Pat and uh, Albert Albert Falcon, and uh, and my uh, promoter A Count A Count Promotion, which is Dominic. Uh, I'm just leaving it in their hand. Uh, I know they got great, like some great fighters who holding the titles, uh, which most of them is overseas now, overseas, which at in Japan I think, and then I think only one of them is here. And you know, Broner Broner got the what I think the WBO or the WBA. And uh, the Mexican guy got the uh, IBF, and you yeah. know it's like right now I'm just letting my uh, team uh, do it, and you know what, like whatever they say, you know, say, hey Edna, you ready to fight this? Hey, I think I'm ready, and you know, so it's like I'm here not to duck duck anyone. It's like I stay in the gym, I work out, and you know, it's like I'm not I'm not ducking any, any anyone. So 
So right it's, now, oh, eight count, eight count promotion is keeping me busy, and you know, then I'm getting feel, feel of the ring again, and uh, which is a, a good thing. No, that's good. That's good. So what you're saying is that you you're gonna be ready to fight anybody pretty soon. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yo, definitely. Just like when I was uh, coming up in my uh, boxing career, in my uh, pro career, like everyone they put in front of me, um, I just. You know, I just fought him, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, through my career, I never, ever say no to any fight. Like, all, like, everyone, they said, okay, Edna, uh, you be fighting this person. And I didn't care what record they had or how many fights they had. Then I said, yeah, I'm ready because I knew, I knew how much time I put in the gym. Then I knew what the kind of fight I was. Then, so that's why I never backed out. Then you have some, like, some fights, hey, you about to fight this person just because he's, like, 20 and old, this and that. It's like, nah, I don't want to fight him. And he got all these knockouts. Nah, uh, I don't want to fight him. Because it's like, it's, it's not a knockout. It's not how many fights they got. It's about where your heart at. I mean, I, what, yeah, what kind of fight exactly. you were, you know? Exactly. Where your heart is at. Where your heart is at, man. Yeah, and yeah. and that's good that you got a fighter's heart, man. You got a, yeah, a yeah, no-mose bar man. type of fighter, man. You can tell by the yeah, way you fight. Saying? And you're you're a good fighter. Uh, listen, yeah. I want to keep you on for the next segment, man, because I still got a lot of questions to ask you. Because we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be back. Okay, okay all right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, all right, we're back, and you're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the championship round, and we still have a future world champion uh, on the line uh, right now. Edna Cherry's still with us. 
But yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to tell, I want to take this moment to tell everyone listening, uh, especially the people here in uh, in Chicago, that uh, my friend, uh, longtime friend Frankie Tafoya, is the new coach at Simon's Park, and this park is located uh, Central Park, by between by Central Park and North Avenue. I will be making my way down there later on this evening. So take your kids, and if you guys want to work out for a little bit. Take take your kids over there. It's by North Avenue Central Park, Simon's Park. Look it up. I will be there. And uh, we're still we still have on the line uh, Edna Cherry. Edna, we were talking with you a little bit, and you were just saying about how you don't back away from no one. And I asked you, um, you know, the division you're fighting in, you were fighting at 130, and you would fight anybody in there. Now let's say you capture this 130. Is your plan to move up and and fight these other guys out up in the in the higher division? Now, right now, uh, I just want to try to make some noise in this division. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just I just have about, what, like five, six fights in this division. So I, I want to stay as long as I could. Then, you know, then if, like, if I'm having trouble with my weight, whatever, then I just move back to my regular weight class. I've been, I've been fighting in, which is, which is 135 pounds. And uh, so uh, that's, That's my plan and that's my goal. So uh, I want to get a world, uh, a world, a world title at 130 pounds. You know, I think oh, I will. Oh man, that's good. Well, God willing, you will, man. Everything, everything you do and you try hard and you know, like everything else, you got to sacrifice a little bit and put your hard work in and and you can accomplish it. Um, definitely. But uh, speaking about fighting, what when is your next fight? Uh, my next fight will be June 23rd. Uh, that's what we're planning on. Uh, it'll be in New York, uh, New York, uh, Rock, Rochester. So, uh, hopefully, uh, I think, uh, that my, uh, managers have told me we'll be fighting for the, um, USBA title, which will, uh, uh get me ranked in the, uh, top sanction, like in the top 10, top 15, somewhere around there. And, uh, so, uh, that's what we're shooting for. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm getting prepared for that fight and, you know, I'm uh, taking, taking camp serious and, you know, I'm getting ready. Wow. That's awesome. Well, now, since you said your managers, that, that was my next question. You, you signed, uh, with your new managers, uh, Pat Doljanin and Albert Falcone. Uh, when yeah. did you sign with them? Um, and I, I don't know the exact date. Uh, I would say I signed with them. I think it was in January. Oh, in January. Uh, also, I have, just... yeah, yeah, now of this year. So uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I had signed with them, and uh, you know everything is going great. And you know, uh, and you know, uh, I just want to thank thank Albert and uh, Falcon, and uh, you know for um, um, you know for signing me, and you know, and they and they and they seen something in me, and uh, I just want to thank you. You know, there's like other people who turned me down, and um, and you know, but but I never let that. Discouraged me because um, I was reading the uh, other day, like in, in like, like in Second um, Corinthians chapter one verse twenty, that you know, yes, uh, you know, God God had promises, you know, you know, uh, yes, you know what I'm saying, you, you know, like uh, his like his promise was yes to uh, to us, you know. There's people who you ask and you know ask for uh, things, you know, they sign me or do this and do that, you know. A lot of a lot of people will tell you no, but don't never let that discourage you, you know, you because when somebody tells you no, 
because when somebody tell you no, uh, you know you like at the next step to your yes. So you know that's yeah. that's why I did. I uh, I stand there and you know uh, I I keep on believing in myself and you know uh, eight count and uh, Pat and uh, Albert they you know they stepped in and you know and so far they're doing a great job with me. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I know those guys personally. Pat Dojan and Albert Falcon, uh, two great guys that that put uh, a lot of work in, in uh, and and um, effort in their fighters. They give yeah, they give one hundred and ten percent, always there for them. And um, all they ask is for you to to be a, a a good a good fighter and a good listener and and, and do your work. And um, oh, yeah, they definitely. they're real good guys, man. So you're you're yeah. with uh, two good guys, man. Now, yeah, like uh, this. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I just was gonna say, like, yo, the first time I had went up there, you know, the train up there, yeah, I could uh, tell, you know, they were some great people. You know, what I'm saying I had stayed with uh, Albert for like six weeks at his house. You know, he, you know, he opened his home to me, and uh, you know, with Pat, and you know, like things like they they treat me like I was a son. I was a son to them. It's like. It was like, wow, you know, so, uh, you know, they treat a fighter how they supposed to treat a fighter, and, you know, they made me feel real comfortable. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're two great guys, like I told you, man. Um, they just, all they ask for you is give give 150%, which you do already. So yeah. it's 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 a easy it's a easy marriage, man. You're not one of yeah. those guys that we have to they they have to be like, hey, come on, come on, you got to do this, you got to do that. You're a guy that likes to go out there and... and 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 fight now. Yeah. Um. This past weekend, did you see the uh, Dawson Hopkins fight? No, I didn't see it at all. Did it? Did it? it didn't entertain you to watch it? No. Oh, matter of <laughs> fact, I wasn't even paying attention to it at all. So I guess so that's why I didn't didn't really. Mm-hmm. Well, then there know. goes that that question that I had for you. Well, what are your thoughts on the Cotto Mayweather? The Cotto and Mayweather fight, you know what? Like being honest, I would love to see that fight earlier in um in um uh Floyd Mayweather career, but now he's catching um uh catching um Cotto out of you know you know out going out. So it like I'll say right now he will beat Cotto. It's an easy fight for uh, uh, Cotto right now. I mean I mean it was it's a it's an easy fight for Floyd. And right. you know, then I don't think it'll be a, like an exciting, exciting fight. But uh, I think it will be, uh, you know, it'll be a all right fight. But you know, I already know Floyd will beat him every round. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think so. To say, I just, I just, I just question um, Cotto's, uh, uh condition in the later rounds. That's, I mean, Cotto uh-huh. looks amazing in the first five, six rounds. Well, yeah, and then. Then in the later rounds is where I think Mayweather's going to take advantage of that. Yeah, I've yeah, said oh, that yeah. before. I think Mayweather's going to win, but I think it's it's going to be up to uh, Cotto's conditioning. Hopefully, he's done better. And what's your thoughts on Canelo and uh, Mosley? Oh, Canelo knocking out Mosley. <laughs> They're confident, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, you think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Canelo knocking out Mosley because <laughs> I don't see it. I don't. I don't see Mosley or uh, like a young, like a young Mosley. Yeah, it would have beat uh, Canelo. But right now, man, Canelo is strong. He's accurate, and you know he just. I mean, he's just good, man. So I, I, I don't. I don't see Mosley beating him. 
I, I can see your I, I can see you saying that to me and shaking your head. Oh, Canelo's gonna yeah, knock out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Shake my head. It's like no way. Oh man, that's amazing. Well, and uh, I, I had a great time talking with you, man. Um, yeah, one yeah. more thing. Um, do you have a, a Facebook page or a Twitter account where people can follow you? No, uh, I don't have a Facebook. Oh, I got I got rid of it. And you know, you know, you know how Facebook. I had, I had to like, you know, too many, it too many problems, too many problems. You don't yeah. want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, too much problem, man. First, at first, it, Facebook was all right. Then it's like as as it's going on, it's like a lot of drama. It's like, nah, you know. What? <laughs> okay, and, you so know, do I you think, have a do you have a website? A website? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did have a website, but uh, the guy never had finished it. So I think uh, to do that. Oh, I think they had to delete the uh, dominion, whatever the domain thing, whatever. So it's no longer up anymore. Right. So I don't have a website or anything. So it's well, you know. Well, it's well, I'm gonna hook you. I'm gonna hook you up with a guy that that does a pretty good job. But um, thanks again for being on the show, and uh, okay. thanks uh, thanks uh, everybody for uh, tuning in. This is David okay. Diaz, and uh, outside the ring, I gotta go get my kids. I'm out. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.